Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, and I'm excited that we're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a wonderful guest today. It is Bob Fibbs, the retail doctor, and he, oh my gosh, you're going to love this guy. I've known him for quite a few years. He says what's on his mind. Um, I actually, and I think I'm going to call him out on this. I, I refer to him as irreverent at times because he's just says it the way it is, regardless of what I think he cares about what people think, but you get what I mean. You're going to love this interview. We'll get to him in just a moment. Before we go any further, I want to thank Text Expander, who is our sponsor of the show. And uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know a little bit about who they are, but they're a productivity tool. They allow you to type up a message that you use over and over and over again and just put in a few uh, letters as like a little code and instantly that message pops up whether you're in an email, whether you're in a social media channel responding to a customer. It's a great productivity tool. Uh, Cindy in her office said just uh, in the last week, she saved several hours of time where she didn't have to constantly type much of the same answers. Then it basically it populates uh, uh, something and then she tweaks it a little bit to customize it for her client. And it, it's just wonderful. Anyway, more about that at the break. Let me give you a couple of quick announcements before we get into the interview. If you've listened to the show and you know what they are, if you've got a, a story you want to share with me or a question you want to ask, go to any of the social media channels. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I will answer it there. I'll answer it on the show. I'll answer it in my newsletter. I may email you directly or I might answer it on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. Episodes can be found on Amazon Prime, uh, Apple TV, Roku, or just go to beamazing.tv and watch the episodes there. All right, let's get into our interview. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Shep. It's great to be here. Well, and, and it's great to be had, isn't it? When you're invited to somewhere, you'll have me? Absolutely. So here's the thing, Bob, you've been doing this a while. How many years? 30, it might be 29, 30 years. You don't years. look that old. I know. I know. Nice? So uh, it, it's right, 29 to 30 years. Well, you've learned a lot. And, um, I, you know, let's start with, with this. You're, the whole thing about your company is you help people in the retail space become more successful. And we call you the retail doctor for a reason. So give me, give me like the uh, one or two sentence version of, the best way to describe you. So I can go out and tell all my clients in the retail world why they need to hire you. If you're looking to grow sales in your brick and mortar store, Bob's the people guy, not the product guy. And you'll get higher conversion rates and your people stay around longer because they know how to play the game of engaging a customer, uh, building trust and getting to walk out the door with a product when they are in your store, not sometime later. You've said that before, haven't you? I've never said that before. <laughs> 
Very, very good. Now, for those that are not in the retail world who are listening, please do not disconnect because everything we're going to talk about today will apply to everybody. Bob just happens to be the specialist in the retail world. So whether you're B2B, B2C, even somebody in the government, we need to be listening here. So let's start with the customer service question. You've got probably your definition of what great customer service looks like. Let's talk about that first. It's real simple. People who feel they matter buy and people that don't walk. And that's true for employees. That's true for customers. Done. People who feel like they matter buy people who don't walk. And so when I go into retail stores, unfortunately, when I take on new clients, they usually will email me or employees and they'll email me within like a month. Like, you know, you've ruined my entire retail experience because I see how crappy it is. And I never saw this until you showed me. It's like, you're welcome. But I always sit there and I just think like, who is paying any attention here? You know, I mean, when you can walk into a store and nobody knows what's going on and you can't find anybody and it might be the prettiest stores, you know, that's the thing. People put a lot of money in stores and merch right now. But if I don't feel like I matter, and especially if I'm going to pay you a couple hundred bucks or or a thousand bucks, shirt, whatever, jacket, electronics, banking, doesn't matter. If I don't get a feeling within really a, a minute or two that I'm welcome and that uh, you're appreciated, then I might as well buy from you know my phone because it's right there. And, and that's the challenge for everybody, right? It's being brilliant on the basics. You yep. would teach this, Shep. Yeah, you can have the best experience with somebody because, oh, they're a longtime customer. Well, I don't care about them. You've already got them. And you know what the problem is? They die and they move. All I care about is the person you don't know because they're the ones that you can actually brand their butt with your logo and they're willing to come back again. Until you have that level of commitment from you towards your crew, they're never going to do it for your employees, your uh, customers. In other words, my favorite line on this is what's happening inside the company the retailer, doesn't matter what you do, is going to be felt on the outside by the customer. And, you know, your book, I'll Be Back, uh, to me, it could be taken two ways because on your side, it's like, I'll be back because I love you so much. Except for a lot of retailers, you know, if you didn't do the job and uh, I go, all right, well, I'll have to think about it. I'll be back. What's going to happen? Here's my card. Ask for me. We get a bonus. You're just like, I'm going to vomit right now. Right, like, right. I mean, that, you couldn't that's do the job. Different. Get the hell out of my face, right? That's that's <laughs> all right. Let's go back to this whole employee engagement thing for just a moment. What's happening on the inside is felt on the outside. Do you have a secret for hiring good people? That um, and but, but actually, I want to go back even further in a comment you made, which we'll cover that in a second. Which is why that customer doesn't come back. But do you have a secret for hiring the best person? on that front facing job. The biggest thing that I make someone do an interview is go back and tell me things they did in the previous job. I don't give a damn. I have a five-year goal. I'm going to own my own house. Who cares? That means nothing to me. Give me a time when you gave great customer service and uh, be specific. And then I'm going to, I literally am going to bite my tongue because I'll probably say something. And it's like, shut up, let them speak. Right. And and several of them will have, they'll take a minute and they'll go like, hmm. And you say, okay, well, think of a time. So they, if they do, great. That's a check mark. If they can't, it's like, hmm, that's a pause. Give me a time when you had a problem with an employee and how you handled it. Oh, I went to the manager. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I went to the employee and I said, you know, at night when we get ready to close and, and we're cleaning up, you're usually on the phone with your buddy and I have to do all the work. I don't want to do that again. So 
Uh, can we agree that you're going to do it? Great. I want to see initiative. I want them to tell me what they did. Too many times, I think we go into an interview and we're waiting for them to tell, you know, I'm available and in all shifts. Great. And I'm fully trained. Oh, great. And I can start today. Oh, this is an excellent person. Dude, it's not an excellent person because the good ones have jobs. Right now. <laughs> it's so true. So, so an true. excellent person, you're going to have to while away with something. There's going to be some pull to you and don't assume that it's all you. And that's the, uh, the other thing I would say in today's environment is I listened into some interviews recently and I just sat there like, so when are you going to talk about them? Because they're like, we want to change the world. We want to do this. It's like, I could just see the employee like, so when is it about me? What do I get out of this? That's Besides right. a paycheck, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we, when you asked the question, give me an example of when you created a great customer service experience, however you want to. And our number one culture changing tool in our live workshops is when we ask the audience who are, you know, the employees of the company to write down, we just say, we're going to give you, you know, a couple minutes to do this. Write down a simple example, three, four sentences at the most. Got to fit on an index card when you created a positive experience for a customer. And I look at that audience and I'm, I've sat in on our trainers delivering these workshops and these people in the audience are just looking around thinking, okay. And I said, so as a follow-up to that, when you see people looking up, which many of them do say, let me rephrase it. When were you ever nice to a customer? <laughs> I do I'm nice all the time. Great. Okay. Give me an example. Because sometimes they, they get put on the spot. What we're trying to do is create the awareness that you're delivering that service. And a lot of people, uh, just until you train them to think that way, they don't realize they're doing it. But once they realize they're doing it and in the moment say, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You're on their way to training them to being better and better. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, again, you ask, if you ask him, uh, somebody in an interview, give me what's your definition of a great customer experience? A lot of young people would say, I get my Starbucks drink in under 30 seconds because I use yep. a mobile order. Okay, well, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, then you right. better rephrase it because that's in their mind, that's efficient. So so understand, if you don't understand their world, they're going to take a time warp back to when you were young and me, you know, I, I did all my stuff in retail in the seventies and eighties. And if that's where our mindsets go back to, then I think we have a tough time because, um, you know, there's all this ageism and no oh, young people are never this and they're all that. And they never want, it's like, you know, they did said you, that about did you respond the to the retail, uh, wire article today about the generations. And, uh, well, I, I, I took it to a generations, but, uh, it had to do with, um, what was the question? I, I just actually feel, but it had to hiring older workers, uh, hiring older workers because yeah. they seem to be more loyal. And you know what? There is a reality to that. There they are because their mindset from growing up with their parents was, you know, I'm going to get this job and work at this company for my entire career. Where today, the mindset of a lot of people coming out of school, younger generations, millennials, Gen Z's are saying, this is a job that will help me get the job I want one day. But see, that's what's different. We would have shut our mouth and like, I hate this job, but I'll do this job. Mm -hmm. That's not this generation. No, no. They're not going to hate this job and do this job. You're going to have to show them like, and if you stay with me, I'm going to show you to do this and I'm going to give you that. And I'm going to show you a path into your life. Like, I'll work there. Yeah. And by the way, I'm okay with that. And frankly, I love that they're putting employers to the task of delivering an employee experience that means that they want to stay there forever. Yeah. So I want to go back. Um, let's see. I, and now I forgot what it was. Oh, I know what it was. 
you said uh, there's a reason people are leaving. They move, they die, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what the number one reason people leave a company is? Well, obviously, the service experience that causes people to want to leave. Number one reason. I know I'm, I, it's a, kind of a You're baiting me. Question. So you have the answer. Tell I me do what's have the, the answer. number one I know, reason. I know. It's a re- I'm not me, me putting you on the spot. You know, we do the research on this. Number one reason is rudeness and apathy or some indifferent attitude oh, yes. toward a customer from that employee. Do you know in the 1980s, before you even started your business, okay, the Technical Assistant Research Program commissioned by the White House Office of Consumer Affairs did a consumer study and the number one reason in the 80s, now we're now in the 2020s, is the exact same reason. The exact same reason by a percentage of about 70 to 72% of customers that have left, that's the reason. Think about that. Nothing's changed. How can that be? We know the answer. It drives well, me. Well, you know, and, and that's that's what's interesting too, is you look at a company like JCPenney, which was they were the amazing company. And when they look at, at unpacking, you know, what's interesting, there was a, somebody had done an article and everybody thought, oh, it was when Ron Johnson came in and said, we're going to throw everything out. And I do believe he was terrible for the brand. But they said the singular thing they did was they moved from New York to Texas to save money. And they lost all their best merchandisers and the forecasters said they are going to stay in New York and they didn't come to Texas. But then if you looked at the number of employees they had in 20. 10 versus 2020, it was half, half as many people. I mean, we hear that, oh, Twitter, you know, uh, Elon fired 75% of the, oh, it's still working. Well, some parts of it are, but at some point you lose half your company. That's the training people. That's the people who are probably passionate about staying there and doing better. And all that turmoil just leads to a place where, hey, we're not going to do it. So I don't think it's a mystery when we look at some of these companies that really fall on hard times. You look at Circuit City when it went down, it was in good to great. Oh, it's an amazing company. And then a new guy comes in and he's like, yeah, we're going to fire all the people that make money and we're going to give them part-timers. And it doesn't matter. The merchandise can sell itself. And they were gone within three, three, um, three years. Wow. Yeah. Disastrous. Great insights. Great insights. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, We're going to talk about more of what we're talking about from the retail doctor, Dr. Bob Phibbs. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And it's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers the snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to the retail doctor, Bob Fibbs. And you know what? Uh, 
I love your your terminology. I want to ask you one other thing, and then I want to get into like how do we train people to be amazing? And I want to get your take on this because you know we have our training programs. I'm sure that there's a lot of similarity, and you probably have a lot of unique. I, I know you. You're you're a little. I love you. Here's why I love you, and I followed you for years. I've known you for a long, long time. I'm going to use a word to describe you: irreverent. And I think you'll like that word, and irreverent in a good way. You challenge the status quo. You, you, and you're not afraid to say what others might be afraid to say. One of my clients a few year, a few months ago said, "Bob's the kind of guy that can tell you have an ugly baby and you don't mind." And I was like, <laughs> "Is that a good thing?" <laughs> I think that's great. But actually, you know what? Uh, sometimes they, whether they mind or not, you have to tell them because you just got to say it. You just got to right, do it. Right. The emperor who has no clothes or what was it? What was, how did, how did that go? Yeah, uh, the emperor has no clothes because yeah. that's the challenge. I think, right. That, that ultimately if you see it and you see it's, it's usually a simpler thing, you know, like if I, I watch an awful lot of Broadway, I go to down to New York city and see Broadway. And there's a lot of times when you go in and you're just like, I the only one seeing this and you just realize that the that that the something is off and it's like oh that's an understudy or oh the lighting cues are off and but the same thing you do I'm sure when you go into a store or a restaurant is you see the cues all around you like oh these people aren't empowered look at the way she's talking to that that guy at the at the uh yeah you can table. tell she's not she's not getting tips She's not being rewarded. She's pissed at the chef because it's taking too long. And the technology for the card readers are working. So this person's coming to work already upset. And the only thing she can do is grin and bear it because she's hoping it will all change that day. And if you're a manager or you're an owner or something like that, just realize what is the world that they're coming into every day and how are you either making it better or worse? Because if you don't fix the people's side, you'll never have great customer service. Would you agree? hundred percent. That's, we go back to the line I had earlier, what's happening on the inside of a company is felt on the outside. And it's not just the way people are treated. It's the tools they're given. You know, I do a lot of work in that call center space and the agents, sometimes they come up with a new solution that's going to be better for the customer, but it causes four extra steps for the agent. And we've got to make a decision. I think you have to balance it both sides because you're not taking care of that agent and giving them the best that they you, that they can use, the best tools, best software, best training. Um, it's well, not and that's the challenge also, isn't it, Shep, that if you don't teach that the party's in the aisles or the party is on the phone, that, you know, magic could happen. If we do this right, we could find we have something in common. I have a signature story about a guy I met uh, selling cowboy clothes. And... If you're just open to it, it happens. But if you aren't, if it's just follow the script, imagine what that looks like and feels like in a call center all day. Yeah. Or if you're not trained in your retail store and all you know how to do is you've heard it a mil million times. You just say, hi, can I help you find anything? No, I'm just looking. Well, I'm going to be over here, bored out of my skull, looking in my phone. If you need anything, let me know. Yep. Because they don't know anything different, right? Right. And, and so and, when you see the other side, you and I would go, oh, I see this. Yeah. Like, do you know how much time that would have taken to train someone to give that experience? Do you know how what someone would have to feel like, how they'd have to be rewarded? You see all those little steps. It's you not a mystery. right at the beginning, a little, a little bit of an investment in the beginning, and then ongoing little reminders. I mean, this is what the Ritz-Carlton does so well. They have this huge onboarding program. Then they get in there, and every single shift, they take five minutes before the shift starts to remind people of one of their gold standards. 
and any every and some restaurants i see it all the time they have the pre door opening meeting you see all the staff in there but see here's i'm going to add on this okay. but here's the challenge with that because what is it often going to be tonight we have cacciatore with a uh, lime sauce on the side we also have a fish and it's like dude that's, that's not, not what not we want that's, that's not part what of they want to hear no what they want to hear so one of my favorite restaurants was tony's here in st louis great italian restaurant Vince Bomarito passed away, the owner, every day before the doors opened, the entire staff was there. And he'd do exactly what you just said. These are the specials for tonight. Here's what's, you need to know this, okay? And then he would read the accolades or comments, positive or negative, from last night. And he would talk about it. And usually they were very positive. And he talked about why it was working, reminding everybody what they needed to do. And then my favorite part, and this is what I wrote this, and in, in, I wrote a whole chapter in a book about it called Starting Over. He says, in five minutes, those doors open and we start over. No matter how good we were last night, we're starting again tonight. And I just love the idea because he talked about what we needed to do. And he and, and and delivered on it. So, and I know we're now getting into training, which is what I wanted to segue us into because that's really one of the things that you do so well with your clients is you teach that front line how to be more successful. So, yeah, and I think training. You know, a lot of times we think training is a once and done, or we have a training department. They're in charge of training, and then I I'll go to them. I'll be like, so have you ever worked in a retail store? No. Oh, so uh, how? What are you training? We have an acronym. You know, it's like twenty <laughs> letters down. And you're like, oh, and what does that mean? And they'll go through it. I'm like, and what does it look on the store level? And and they're like, I don't know. And it's like, it's simpler than that. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think of what I teach is much like teaching film writing. You got to meet the characters. You got to find we have something in common with them. Oh, here's the conflict. They're trying to find this, and then you, they find it and live happily ever after. But if you don't if they don't meet the character and you're like, hmm, I like this guy, the movie, you're like, I'm out. In 10 minutes, you're like, we're not watching this. I don't care. Let them all die, right? But it's the same in, in a retail store. You can't suddenly change and say, oh, I'll be nice to you after you pull out your black uh, American Express card. But it's too late. The guy's out the door. He's getting his jet or going somewhere else. And you're like, how many times, and I ask this of all of you, how many times did somebody go to a competitor that you should have had that sales for because that's what should keep you up at night. Not what celebrity hates some celebrity or what cat video to see on TikTok. That's what you should be focused on. And when you think about that, you start seeing the clues, right? So, you know, I do sales or X our online retail training platform. Yeah. It's going to take about six months to get your crew through it. We have people who've been with us for eight, 10 years. They just roll people out. Once you've been through the associate, then you're going to learn the manager because you got to re build the bench you know one of the things Shep, that most people know about retail is we lost uh we kept our managers after the pandemic who did we lose the shift leads and the assistants that's a huge issue because without training you're now going to take a sales associate and then try to make them into something because they sold a lot they're not the managers like they have yeah no that's clue, a mistake right yeah. and they have no training so if you can give them that and say Training's important. We're going to schedule it. You're off the clock. You're in the back. Nobody is going to talk to you until you're done, 10 or 15 minutes. But that's different tool than we had 20 years ago where it was like, let's all get in a conference room for eight hours. Right. And someone's going to vomit things that they heard from the 50s and expect you to be able to deliver it. That's just not going to work. 
right? Yeah, the beautiful thing about training, and I'm going to quote our, our mutual friend, Brad Lee, who said, training isn't something you did, it's something you do. And you do it over and over again. And he was in the automotive space and he was a sales manager and he realized he was doing a sales management train or a sales training to his employees. And, you know, some of them might get it, some of them wouldn't. And he, and he estimated it took people going through the same training six times over an extended period before they said, I'm, it's in my brain. I get it. I, so that's why. Uh, the repetitiveness of training is so important. And again, training on the front end, onboarding, give them a longer, you know, because you want to get them in tune with what you want them to be doing and you want them in alignment with how you want them to treat customers. But once they start to get there, you need to constantly remind them and reinforce it. And that could be in some cases like Tony's restaurant daily. In some cases, it could be a short weekly meeting, your Monday morning huddle, if you will. Sometimes it's even once a month, but it's got to be reminded. Now, you mentioned six months of training uh, initially. Do your do your uh, do the employees who take this training ever go back and repeat the exact same training they had? Oh, absolutely. Okay, but we also film everything. We just filmed everything again after two years because things change a little bit. But again, like film writing, how we meet people and and our relationships they don't magically change that's the one thing people say oh it's different than it was it's like not really uh, that's human nature that's look at animals that's how we work so uh, but the key is to your point at some point it's not that we need to be taught as much as reminded and at the same time if they're not doing it then is it a will or skill issue because i know i can teach you the skill but like one young woman who told me, I can't greet customers like that. I go, well, you can, you just don't want to. And she looked at me like, what do you mean? I was like, well, can you say the words? Good morning. Yeah. Then you can do it. You just don't want to. I want to say my own thing. It's like, yeah, your own thing doesn't work. Right. But that resistance we also run into, especially now. And why is that person feels, working for you, by the way, who has that attitude? <laughs> because to me, that's always, you know, somebody says, uh, well, sales are going to fix all this. I go, if they aren't going to work. If they're a bad employee before, they're going to build the same employee uh, after. The key is to hire people who can show. That's another thing in an interview. You know, have you been trained how to do a job? Explain to me how they trained you at your last job. Oh, great. And then I'm going to tell them, this is how we work. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And at the end, you're going to be able to do this and this and this. How would that support your goals? And I just want to go back to onboarding. You've got to constantly be going back. And this is what you get out of it. Because without it, you are just assuming that people are going to magically get it. And the other point with that, Shep, is I think it's a third. No, it's 58% of people under 30 are still living at home with their parents. So what you and I experienced, when I was 18, I moved out of the house and never they, came back. Like, I'm out. You I don't out. care. They kick you out. They kick you like, right. The you're not going to be here for retirement. Out. You need to get out there. You need to but get if, a job. You need to make if a I've lot. got my Game Boy and I'm living in a... 500 thread count bed and I've got my what you can't hang a commission or a bonus over them. It's like, eh, maybe. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to find a way that you're not just waiting for someone to walk in and go like, yeah, do you have any Hermes uh, purses for 10 grand? Oh, they're right over here. What color do you like? Right. It's not going to happen. Just not going to yeah. happen. Wow. Wow. All right. We're, we're out of time. My final question I always ask everybody at the end of an interview is I ask them for one final nugget, a short, you know, a knowledge burst coming from the retail doctor. What would that be? 
Just remember, nobody wants to do a bad job. Nobody wants, wants to, you know what? I love that. And and I, I normally I'd say, thanks, that's great. But I want to unpack that for just a moment. Nobody wants to do a bad job, but they end up doing a bad job. And sometimes, even if they have a bad attitude coming in, I don't think it's, I'm coming in here to be the worst employee in the world. No, they. I think even if they're not good at what they do, and maybe they're not happy, we got to figure out a way to make them happy and make them want to do a good job. I'm going to give you a really quick story. So at the coffee house, I was working with CMO. The owner goes in, he goes into his coffee house. He hears this other music that shouldn't be on there. He says, the guy, why is that music on? Oh, I bought in my own CDs. So he goes in, uh, the guy goes in the back and he takes the kid's CDs and he puts, locks them in the safe. So now a week later, they're counting the money in the main store. And the secretary says, what is this smell? What is this smell? Ends up. The kid ended up going to the restroom, peeing in a cup and putting it in the safe because he pissed him off. Now, I thought that in some ways that was pretty funny. But on the other side, it's like, and who caused that? You're the one that had to say no and then give him such a big penalty that he gave it right back in spades. So just be careful you're not pissing off your employees. How's that for your final story, Mike? Wow, wow. I don't know if I've ever used the words pissed off in any of my show notes or any but see, of it all works. Advice, but But you know what? We do these quotes, uh, like what comes out of it. And and I think the number one quote from Dr. the retail doctor, Bob Fibbs, is just don't piss off your employees. <laughs> I love that. Like I said, the word irreverence comes to mind when I think of you, <laughs> and, but in a good way, because you share it exactly the way it is. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thanks, Chef. Thanks for your honesty, your integrity, and your irreverence. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another interview, and I promise you it's going to be just as much fun and as informative as today's. Until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.